Welcome to All About the Experiences, the podcast that has no limits, hosted by me, Cheryl Rogers. My mother always said, live your life to the fullest, baby. Well, I'm here to do just that. This podcast is dedicated to sharing what inspires me personally and professionally. I have become a trusted name among top professionals in many industries. All About the Experiences is now your source for weekly inspiration, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in positivity and experiences. Now, join me on this journey. Welcome to All About the Experiences. Today marks my ninth episode, and it's still great. I'm having a blast. Each week, I'm enlightened by my wonderful guest, and I encourage you all to tune in weekly and be inspired by their stories and their experiences. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the latest podcast. And let me just tell you, I'm everywhere. So anywhere that you get your podcast, trust me, I'm there. Just look for all about the experiences and I promise you all pop up. And then also, if you want to know what the latest is on the All About the Experiences brand, all you have to do is go to allabouttheexperiences.com. And there you can link to all of my social media, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Snapchat. Did I cover them all? I hope so. Well, I'm everywhere. Oh, and Twitter as well. So I tweet. Uh, The other thing I can say is that you can also always reach me via email. Cheryl at allabouttheexperiences.com. And I just really thank you all for your continued support. Now, I have to tell you, I am really excited about today's guest. And um, I'm just going to get into the meat and potatoes of it all. Today's guest is literally one of my favorite people. I met him during my tenure as a corporate events manager, which I still am, but it sounded good to say that, right? And he has quickly become one of my dear friends. He is the director of sales at top at at the two. Hold on, let me let me go back again. He is the director of sales at the top two best reviewed hotels in Oakland, California. And honey, that's where I'm from. Okay, so it's all gravy and all good. He has spent the pandemic basically rethinking on how to find business when no one is traveling. And we all know what this has been all about. So we'll get into the meat and potatoes of that as well. And he still has made it a point to support and um, make sure that our essential workers have places to stay. But, you know, sometimes we got to think outside the box. We got to get this travel and um, hospitality industry write it back up and get back into what we all know and love. And that's connecting and meeting and being comfortable, you know, when you are traveling. And trust me, I have been to his, both of his properties and they're amazing. And they treated me really good too. And then on the flip side, he's a popular arts, popular arts blogger who contributes to three websites. And he is a semi-regular on a local show and has his own YouTube channel, which I'm really excited about because I do subscribe and I encourage all of you to subscribe as well. It's called Real Kev, spelled R-E-E-L-K-E-V. And go and subscribe to his YouTube. We're going to get into that as well. You're going to absolutely love his channel. I'm addicted to it, especially in the midst of this pandemic. 
um, on his YouTube channel when the pandemic hit. Well, I'm just going to tell you, he not just pivoted, he shifted because, you know, everybody is overusing the, the P word. So we're going to come up with something different. So we're going to say he shifted and he started an at home film festival. Hmm. I said, I have to be a part of this. And what I love about it, I can dress the part when I'm watching it. So we'll get into that as well. He gives uh, tips on movies to watch from home and then mostly films outside of the mainstream. So let me tell you, not only will you be popular by being able to speak to these different films, but you'll, you'll be enlightened. And trust me, he, his commentary is amazing. I am also pleased to say that I think I, I started off with saying it, is that he's definitely become a dear friend. Uh, he knows how to treat a girl, and I'm sure he knows how to treat a guy too, but I'm just saying the constant professional, the ultimate gentleman, and my dear, dear friend, Kevin A. Thomas, welcome to the All About the Experiences platform, baby. You are on. First of all, I'm ready to cry about how you like said these great things. But my middle initial is M, by the way. I don't know oh. who the is. That's okay. Look, I renamed you. I'm, I'm like, A. It, it sounds- A for, A for excellent, you know, like yes. number one. And I actually M. M because there's a, I always wanted to be a film critic. And growing up, there was a film critic named Kevin Thomas. So I didn't want to change my name. So I just threw the middle initial, which is why, by the way, you would see it's Michael J. Fox. There was already a Michael Fox. He wasn't like, uh -huh. oh, I got to get the J out there. So I'm Kevin M. Thomas, but you could just call me Real Kev. There you go, the Real Kev, that's right. <laughs> well, I just have to tell you, thank you so much for coming onto my platform and being a part of this. And I cannot wait until we get into what I say, a good old Kiki session, because we <laughs> always have a good time when we're together. So without you know, further ado. I love that we had developed a great relationship through business. Because, um, you know, you were a fantastic meeting planner, and I love seeing you at all those events. But then, you know, when I found out you're from Oakland, where I'm from, it's like, oh, we just got to take this to a whole new level. Oh, absolutely. And so here we are. And yeah. I'm excited because, like you said, we've met at several different events. I think when mm -hmm. I initially met you, uh, it was at an Oakland fam. Uh, shout out to uh, Ronnie Palmer and her team at Visit Oakland. She's a chief sales officer there. And I believe that you had hosted one of the experiences, the dine around experiences, which was fantastic. And when you walk into a room, I mean, you command attention, but we were all drawn to you. You have just this infectious spirit. And I feel like you're one of those people that never has a bad day. Can I just say that? Like, you I always do. exude just such positivity. And I'm excited. I was excited for today. I, I've told all <laughs> my friends, I was just like, oh, you won't want to miss this one. Trust me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being oh, here. Oh, you're so welcome. And I do have bad days. I just, you know, the funny thing is, I do feel like I'm um, uplifting and uplifted. But mainly, I just can't watch the news every day. I mean, my roommate keeps up with the coronavirus, which, I mean, you can't avoid it, but I don't need to hear every day the statistics. See, now I'm getting all choked up thinking of people that passed away. And many, I don't even know them, and I get sad. But so 
I live in a movie world, which is why I love entertainment, because I could decide I need to feel happy today, so I will watch a happy movie. Absolutely. Cry, I might put on a tearjerker, but at least I'm controlling my environment. Absolutely. And trust me, within a world that we're living in right now where nothing is certain, this is definitely something that you can. And I love the escape that you have there because, you know, it, it gives us, whether it's 90 minutes or three hours, it gives us that escape from our current reality and it gives us something else to focus on. So I, I like that. Absolutely like that. Thank you. Yes. Well, I have to tell you, um, the last time we got together, we were at the La Jolla Playhouse, and you took me out on a fabulous Diva and Devos night out, and we went to go see the Diana musical. I had such a wonderful time. It was just, it was simply amazing. And it's, it speaks to what you're saying. Like when we're trying to escape whatever that everyday humdrum or whatever it is that we're facing, it's nice to be able to experience something that is uplifting. And even though that play, there was some tragedy that was involved in it, obviously, because- Diana dies. It's not a, it's not, it's not a giveaway because it's true, so. Right, it, it definitely is that, but it's lovely when you can um, have those experiences with your friends, and Kevin, you are my friend. You really are. And you. Always, no, I, I mean that you, you bring so much light and I love that. And I, like you said, you're like, I'm not always happy, but I love, you know how, like, if you can walk into a room and it's somebody that kind of has attitude or that you can tell they're unhappy and it's that transference of emotions or what have you. Well, if that person's in the room, once you walk in, that's gone. That's all I have to say about that. So. Well, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Me because I'm gonna, I don't know if my head will fit through this door when we're done. Oh, it's nothing wrong with having a big head, honey, because that just means your hair fits all on it. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I just have to uh, first uh, start off by saying I would like to tell, I would like you to share with uh, my listeners a little bit about what you do because obviously that's how we first met. So, about what I do, a hotel job. I actually, I always loved hotels. This is the second career for me. Um, I prefer to have the arts as my logo says in the background. And that gives me some money, but not enough for the stability. Because, you know, people in the arts, they're willing to take that chance to just gamble. I don't want to gamble. I want to make sure my bills are paid. And the hotel that I'm at that you know, I'm so fortunate to be there because not only are they the best reviewed, by the way, since I am in sales, they're the executive inn and suites and the best Western Plus Bayside Hotel. Yes, I agree. Those names are both boring, but the experience is not. So we have a great Waterview property. Last year was an amazing year for us production-wise, and then all of a sudden, March came. So what I have to do is find business on a regular basis that isn't Expedia or a third party, because that, you know, put the rates up and people book. I have to find continuous people to come as a corporate client or groups or meetings. And none of that has happened since um, really March. But we stayed open because fortunately, and tell me if I'm just giving the longest thing that No, you're, you're doing great. I love okay. this. It's really important for people to understand as well. Because a lot of hotels had to close and we don't blame them because there's no business. But I already had like a, a crew 
So they still need to do their work. And we've had a lot of essential business people that um, are working at construction or elevators or contracting or what have you. So those kept us afloat at a minimal level. And during that minimal level, we really amped up. My GM was so amazing before the curve, I'm not the curve for COVID, but before the, um, the world's, he put plexiglass at our front desk. We clean, if you touch it, we clean it. Um, we now have a sanitizing spray that you, you know, when people check out, we just spray the room and let it sit until it's clear and safe. We put stickers on the door. Um, we have less human contact. Our unfortunate, you talk about a lot of meat and potatoes here, which I love, but we have a lounge that's closed because it just doesn't seem safe to use that right now because it mostly would be indoors. Right. And our breakfast is now just grab and go. But what I had to do, although I've been in this career long enough to know, I just couldn't rely on the old ways to find business. I, could, I don't just sit around waiting for RFPs. I had to like figure out who else is in construction. And hey, client, do you know somebody else? I could reward you if you help me. I've even gone as far as one day I was at a traffic stop for the um, train. And I go, wait a minute, there's cargoes on that train. I started filming the train cargo. So then I called all those companies because if their cargoes are being loaded, they're in business. So, we, well, we just have to lift up every rock because in sales, I also feel responsible for the employment of other people. Um, the more we're working, the more housekeepers we could use, the more front desk people. Right. But at the same time, I don't just take every piece of business. Like I don't voluntarily take business where I know they're COVID positive people because I want, because, you know, think about it. We're like in a, a bubble here of our own. If somebody right. stick on our staff, then that could easily um, transfer to the rest of the people. Sure. Even if we're indirectly affected, like if somebody knows somebody that they had, the GM sends you home and have you tested and stay there for two weeks. Just to be safe, we have to. It's so much uncertainty around this whole pandemic and you have to take all those precautions. But you know what that says to me is that not only you, but your GM really values the employees and really cares about not only the employees, but also your guests. And that means a lot, especially when I'm looking at it from the standpoint as a planner, and I know that we're gonna have a meeting or I have a traveler that's coming through, I wanna know that they're gonna be safe. So that's really important. Well, yeah, because it really is for all humankind. I told you already I get emotional, people who died I don't know. Yeah. I don't want anybody sick or dying that I do know. So if I could be part of the team to make sure we're clean and safe and we do everything possible, then I will be part of that team. I love it. That's absolutely wonderful. And I can say I have stayed at your properties and the hospitality that you receive when you're there is a simply wonderful. Everyone goes out of their way to make sure that you're well taken care of. And I have to tell you the views are amazing. I mean, it makes me, you know, it's, it's interesting as an adult now, and obviously as a corporate event um, planner, I come back and I look at Oakland from a different perspective because, you know, I'm doing this for work, but when I would come home and, you know, if, if by chance the house was full and I had to stay out in town somewhere, it was a different experience looking for a property to stay at. And I have to tell you, when I come, where do I make home? Obviously, it's with you. Yes. And um, I'm 
I understand that because of everything that's going on, you know, with the pandemic, that certain services um, that we have become accustomed to can't do anymore. But it's nice to know that you're still offering a breakfast because I have to tell you, when I last stayed with you, my sister and I we were uh, in town for unfortunately a funeral, but um, the breakfast was amazing. And we were so glad we ate because it was a long time before we ate after the services. So that was that us. And then the care package that was uh, left for us with some little granola, cause she knew the, the young lady at the front desk knew that we were heading to a funeral. And she's like, she had granola bars and water in there for us. And it's those little touches that she, we didn't ask her for that. She saw us when we were heading out and she handed that to us. And that meant so much hospitality. Well, you know, that's very, I'm so glad to hear that feedback. And I once worked at a property where I liked what the GM said, and it really echoes here. You can't train people on how to be kind and hospitable. You could train them how to work opera or any, or whatever it is. Right. So we seem here to hire people that like to give service and make people happy. And that's really our mantra. I mean, we feel like a family here. Many people are a family. On a gossip level, I could tell you four people that work in different departments went to high school together. Wow. And one time we had a night auditor who fell in love with the night housekeeper and they both got married and both worked here. So we're a family. I love that. I love that. And who says that you can't find love at work? I mean, let's face it, we're with our coworkers more than sometimes we're with our own family. So it's true. And if you subtract the sleep time, it's even less hours with your own family. <laughs> exactly. I subtract the sleep time. There you go. Now tell me, are you originally from Oakland as well? Well, I'm from natives will like not let me say that I am. I've been in the Bay Area since I was five, except for one year. So I was born on the East Coast. Okay. But when I say I'm from the Bay Area and people find out I was born in Washington, D.C., they, they throw me out of the native club. <laughs> I'll find, okay, I'll find another club. You're, you're from Oakland, honey. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> fact, I'm, I, you're part of the club, okay? I'm always in a meaner club. In fact, when I worked mostly in San Francisco in hotels until like four or five years ago when I came here, right. I love Oakland. So I started the hashtag, hashtag of course it's in front, you don't know Oakland because Oakland is so vibrant and exciting and less expensive than San Francisco. A lot of great chefs who may have a restaurant in San Francisco, they open one in Oakland where they could try new things because it's really a market to test things out at. We don't have Pier 39, but we have Jack London Square. Lake. I was there this weekend. Oh, my God. I, really? I was there I, this weekend. I went to Plank, and um, that was just by chance. Uh, we were absolutely starving, and we were coming back. As you know, I was um, up in the Bay Area because yeah. my dad was in the hospital, but we were looking for um, some quick eats, and, you know, obviously everything is outside right now as a result of uh, the pandemic, um, they're allowing you to come in per se, but in having the outdoor experience. So we were there, it was absolutely- What day were you there? We were there on Sunday. Me Sunday. too! What? I Did I miss you? I, uh, see, we're so, I actually, a friend, you know, I have like eight people in my bubble. Right. We do outdoor things or sit on two different couches to watch a movie. Okay. But um, I went out and I actually started using social media. It's not my job, but 
I went to Eve's Waterfront, a great restaurant down the street from us. Yes, I love that place. Meet, and then, oh, and by the way, I started a fried chicken war because the guy there won um, for his fried chicken on Chopped. And Miss Ollie's in downtown Oakland really has the best fried chicken. So I started a social media war for those two to compete. Oh, you are a mess, but I love it. <laughs> but then after that big breakfast, we said, but we had to walk it off. So we went to Jack London Square. And when I look on the J Jack London Square website and the restaurants, none of them say they're open. So I started writing to them on social media. It's like, plank, it doesn't say anything about it being open. No. And the restaurant's there. So I said, you know what? I want people to go because I want to support businesses. So I said, why don't you update your website? I know it's ever changing in this climate. One day a city is open, one day it's closed, but right. you need to make these changes when they happen so you can capture the business that you can. I wholeheartedly agree. And the only reason why we found out that they were open, to be honest with you, because we were looking for something to eat. And I'm like, Jack London, whenever I come home is my go-to. I always go to Jack London. And if it's not for anything else is to stand there and take a photo and say, you know, I came home. It just, that connectivity, if you will. But um, absolutely, I was there and I have to tell you, the way they're handling, you know, um, you don't necessarily have to have reservations. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's being, they're seating you, the social distancing is in place. Everyone was wearing their mask and having a good time and just kind of basking in all that wonderful sunshine and uh, good bubbly. So, you know, <laughs> bubbles. See the same thing when I went to Eve's Waterfront, they didn't give you a menu. They had you look at the wall or take a picture. Right. And, the, and then um, the table that I got, had people left, they, they cleaned it, they sprayed it, and then they let it sit for a while before they seated me with a mascot. Right, right. So people are doing what they can to make sure that we're still able to get um, an experience uh, going out. Because I mean, it's, I mean, it's human contact at a socially distanced, um, you know, in that realm. But it felt good to be out amongst other people and hear laughter and conversation. So yeah, this is good. And I agree with you. They need to advertise that they're open. Yes, because they are and people want to do these things. And I think part of the people, not for us to get political, but part of the people that are doing things that they shouldn't or not wearing masks is they're tired of being at home and they just feel, oh my God, I got to do something to get out. Right. I just, just do it safely. There you go. We need to hashtag that, right? Just well, do well, one it of my One of my at-home film festival weeks I did, I called, I did a week all about masks. Mask it or casket was the theme. So I did like different movies where people wear masks. Um, and I actually, some people, I think I'm not political, but then somehow it creeps in because one of the mask movies I did had to do with the KKK. And I said, how come they could wear that, but they can't wear a mask at Costco? Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. So, New, right? Right. Since you brought it up, I want to jump right into that. I want people to know about your YouTube channel and uh you know your at home film festival so let's just jump right into that well i love to jump uh, you see i'm advertising in the past yeah so when i started my youtube channel i was there to promote the real kev show which i still have and that's sort of a talk show where i'm taking tv talk out of the box and off out of, off the couch i was interviewing people in any walks of life whether it's working out at the gym or grocery shopping or whatever they're doing i'm joining them and interviewing them while they're doing it. 
Okay. But as you know, because we saw Diana, which yes. was on its way to Broadway and actually made it to Broadway, but didn't officially open, only in previews. And then the pandemic. Wow. When Broadway shut down, that was like cutting off Kevin and movie theaters. That was cutting off Kevin from what I live for besides my life is entertainment. Right. So when this first happened in March, I started the At Home Film Festival, hashtag At Home Film Festival. And <laughs> for the, I didn't know it would be for, I mean, we really didn't think this would go on forever. Right. And so I was doing a movie review a day. So for 61 days in a row, I would get up, find a different outfit. And by the way, I don't realize I don't have 62 outfits. <laughs> And then at some point, different way to do my hair. There you go. I wasn't getting it cut. I was ready for the man bun. <laughs> but for 60 days in a row, I did a different movie a day. And then I turned it to weekly. So now on Sundays, I have the At Home Film Festival where I give you seven movies to watch for the week. Sometimes I couldn't narrow the field down. So I say have a double feature one day and do eight. I but love I, it. Thank you. And I, I do try to, as you said earlier, I try not to just do like the movies you already can see without someone suggesting them. I try to do ones that maybe were from um, um, film festivals that didn't get a big release or they're um, LGBT related or independent. A lot of people pay no attention to documentaries. Right. I, I try to do a way to twist to find an audience. One week I did all silent movies. So I try to tie that into getting millennials because I work with those people, millennials. Yes, you and do. If it's before 1990, they think it was black and white and boring. So I try to find a way for them to get an interest in a movie. So I just, you know, and I, I've been taking different themes. I told you I did the one with um, Mask and Basket. Yes. Um, because I love Broadway, there's a channel called Broadway HD. I'm a subscriber. I did a whole week of Broadway shows that are on Broadway HD. Wow. So I've done, you know, directors or snubbed best pictures at the Oscars or just different themes. I love that. I always feel like, you know, even in, in, the, in the space of doing uh, corporate event planning, to me, it's always so important to have a theme and a purpose behind it. And so you embody all of that because just like you were saying with the millennials, it's just like you're in, indoctrinating them to something that they may not have necessarily even thought mm -hmm. about. And then they have this whole thing, because I love how my kids, out, they'll hear a song on the radio and I'll be singing it. They're like, how do you know that? I'm just like, hey, you guys have redone everything. And even for us in my generation, we redid stuff that my parents listened to. So, you know, I think that's an awesome uh, way of really getting that cross-cultural cross-generational, you know, interaction and doing something that we all love to do, you know? Well, you know, I've always loved the arts and I love to find things and introduce them to people. So for me to um, blog about it or write on my website or the other websites, I'm just trying to promote something that maybe not have discovered. Like no one needs my help promoting the Avengers movie series. I, they don't need me at all. I'm just trying to find a way to find like people to maybe look at history and see what they missed or know new things that are out now that don't get the wide release. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this because um, some of the genres of movies that you talked about, I know that you're actively involved in the LG, LG, hold on. LG, T. No, no. 
Well, it doesn't, as long as you get the initials, they think of the LGBT. LGBTQ. And then some people have Q at the end. Okay. I want to make sure I encompass everybody because that's really important to me. But I know that that is a genre that you have your heart in. And I know that in the community, you are front and present and promoting. And I want to talk about that too. That's really important to me because you spread love, light, and rainbows as well. So talk to me a little bit about your work there as well. Well, I mean, my only work really with the LGBT community is um, through film. I, I go to a lot of film festivals that are LGBT related, including now they're virtual. Yeah. There's one in Palm Springs, which is my favorite. Don't tell San Francisco's frame line. In September, and I'm pretty sure it'll be virtual this year, it canceled next month. Um, I've gotten so involved in that, that I, I'm on the committee to help pick movies for that festival. Yeah. I also have my own um, segment called, um, it's been a bunch of, um, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot for a second, where I find web series that are LGBT related and I screen them at the festival. And each year they ask me to add one more segment. So I have now, last year I had three different segments on web series, which is interesting because these are all easily available on YouTube, but people don't just seek them out. So I, I spend a year watching web series and I keep little notes and then I contact the, the people that created the shows. And then I have the fun part of what episode will I show? Because I don't want to show something that is history because it's one episode I'm showing. Gotcha. And if you don't know the history, then it may not make sense. So it's often the first episode that I screen, but I want to help those shows find a bigger audience. So I Certainly. have them screened at this film festival. I'm part of the Web Out series. I love that. I absolutely love it. And I have to tell you, um, with regards to Palm Springs, I was there uh, late last year. Um, it was amazing. Um, I went there for this site holiday event and such a beautiful city. And I love the diversity that's there. I love that everyone that's there. I mean, it's, it's kind of like when you walk into um, Nirvana and everybody is just chill and it's just like, like, we're here just to enjoy and have a good time and have good cocktails, so. That's my thing, and San Diego, I love for the same reasons. Those are, I'm thinking, this is just my early thoughts, but when I retire, it might be Palm Springs, because that's where often old gay men go. And although some might call me old, I'm still young. You're very uh, young, are you kidding me? I've, I've hung with you for a night and I was worn out at the end of the night. <laughs> Well, you know, at work, because I work with millennials, I'm 20 years younger. I, I've lied to say I was born in 1980, and my prom song was My Heart Will Go On, because then, you know, then they relate to me more. But actually, you know, one thing that I think Palm Springs would need, and someone with money should think of this, a restaurant slash club that's open late. Because even at my age, yeah. I have a lot of friends that want, want to be out till two in the morning. You can't eat that late unless it's Jack in the Box. So That's you need like so a late true. night restaurant. You have to eat dinner by 9.45 at the latest. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Because um, it, it's so funny. There was a club that we went to, and I can't not think of the name right now, but they had a drag show. And we were sitting there, and we were like, the only thing we were missing was food. And I'm like, if we're taking in all these um, adult beverages, we're going to need a little something on our tummy. So... Someone found a bag of chips and we started passing those around. Right? You know, like, yeah, you know, I needed some real food. 
they right be right i think almost like the day the pandemic hit um asia sf palm springs opened and they're from san francisco where they have a drag show but they're also a restaurant i'm gonna find oh. out if they actually are doing the rest they're not operating right now because right, of the right. pandemic but um, I know their food was really good in San Francisco and it's the same owner. So I don't know why they wouldn't carry their successful platform to Palm Springs. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like something that we need to put on our bucket list of things to do together. How about that? I know. And I know the owner so I could get us VIP. You know, I'm all about being a VIP. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I love it. Well, I have to ask you this too, because I mean, we've talked about um, the hospitality industry. We've talked about what you're doing on the Real Kev show. And you're just that person that I tell you, you are what my grandmother would call the glue. Okay. You bring all of these things and people together and make, um, as, as my mama would say, shit happen. So with that being said, yeah, I mean, you're on it. So let me ask you, I, how did you even decide to use the YouTube platform I mean, there's so many different uh, platforms that are out here, like in the way of social media. But what is it about YouTube that made you feel like, okay, this is a place, you know, for my show? Well, I think that YouTube has a following for shows. I mean, a lot of like Instagram now has a channel, but and yeah. when I did when I did this, they didn't have a channel. But I I decided to diversify myself in many different platforms, and my video stuff would be on YouTube, and I. And that's a great source. It's, and it's like a channel now. It's streaming. Like Instagram doesn't stream. No, I mean, people could watch my show streaming at home on YouTube. Gotcha. That makes and sense. And one thing too, not necessarily about YouTube or the platform, but one thing that, and this is sort of part of diversity. Um, I did this all later in life. And back in the day, um, I probably would be a failure because I'm not six foot one and 180 pounds at age 30. So today's world is willing to embrace an over 50-year-old chubby guy um, because it's different, you know? So I'm not just like the male model, which always strikes me. I always love the six foot 180. Once I was trying to, this is a side story, but I once was not working, so I applied for insurance from Blue Shield. They turned me down because of my height weight proportion. A man my height should weigh 180, so I said, do you only cover male models? <laughs> I love it. Well, like what six foot one person really in today's world weighs 180? Right. Um, maybe the average is 205, you know? But anyway, but today's world, I mean, diversity is um, the norm. You don't have to be a cookie cutter and fit into anything as long as you, you know, and I think my biggest thing, I mean, you co commented and I, I think that I do have a, over-the-top personality, which would come it. through on camera. I'm also, I also think I'm spontaneously funny. I'm not scripted funny. I can never write any, it just comes <laughs> in my head, comes out my mouth. But I also am very knowledgeable about the arts. So as you've seen when I do my reviews, they're, they're playing in the background visually. And I, I'm not just talking, I don't really talk much about the plot of the movie. I talk about the story behind it that I know. Absolutely. Like last week I did, um, remix the good the bad and the ugly and because some people don't know remake you know especially modern people don't right. realize star was born was done they think three other times but it was really four the first one was called what price hollywood in 1932 which um 
the, the, the filmmakers of that were suing the Star is Born people because it was the exact same story. Are you kidding me? See, that's the kind of stuff that you want to know. Or like when you're sitting, you know, I, when I think of your show, I think about, because I'm that person that sits with my family and I'll ask questions and they all look at me like, why are you asking while we're trying to watch the film? So you take care of all that for me when we're doing that. And so like, I, I love that. I feel like you are literally sitting in the, in the living room with you. And that is that connectivity. You're, you, you talk about a big personality, but I just love how, again, like I started off, you put people at ease and you're just fun to be around. Can I just say Thank that? you. Stop giving me these praises of people in a tune. I was like, I'm bored of hearing about Kevin. Uh, my mother would love to hear these praises of me, but. Um, but you I know, saw I, a picture that you posted of your mom and she's absolutely beautiful. And I love the relationship that you guys have. Well, actually it was a had. Um, uh, I, was I that picture say, that you recently posted that was no, no, it was the end, it was her birthday, but she, she died five years ago. But that, since it's not recent, I'm not gonna fall into tears now. If you asked me three years ago, but um, I it. there I posted a picture of her on her birthday. Fun story about my mom. Um, it's fun that it came, kind of, I might choke up. Um, when she passed, all, all of these friends of her, it's so weird, when someone dies, um, it's hard to like phone people and tell them. You know what I mean? You don't post like you're invited to a funeral. It just sounds weird. Yeah. So some people that I phoned of her friends said she was my best friend. And I, I got that so many times. I'm thinking, wait a minute. She told me I was her best friend. So I realized my mom's heart was so big. She had a lot of best friends. So at her services, and this is probably the gay flair of me, I made these buttons called the Dolores Thomas Best Friend Club, and I pass them out to people. Yes. And so twice a year we've had meetings, which is just one time we go to her favorite place for breakfast and I make everybody steal an orange marmalade. By the way, I pay the restaurant, but, but <laughs> she, she would steal orange marmalade and put it in her jacket pocket. Oh, and I love that. Well, if you want an orange marmalade in Fremont, I'll get you some. Okay. And then we go to a place where she um, loved their meatballs and it's a small restaurant. So I really want to support them. So we have a, a meeting once a year at her, um, her lunch restaurant too. I love that. Well, you know, I, I understand where you come from. I mean, I was very close with my mom. I lost her in 2015 as well. And um, it's, it's, um, it's something that's undescribable. You know, a lot of people will tell you, and I, I've talked about this on a previous episode, you know, no one can tell you how to grieve. No one can tell you that, you know, it gets easier because it doesn't to me. It, it's just different. That's yeah. the way I can describe it. But um, even in looking at that picture you posted the other day, it was just like, you could see the love there. So that says and speaks volumes and it also speaks volumes that she had so many people that felt so connected to her. And I'm sure that that, I mean, I, the way you're honoring her life is just wonderful. I love that. Well, you know, the, well, thank you. Um, it's interesting though, because those little meetings, which I'm air quoting because they're just meals, it really makes me feel like she's kind of around at the time. I'm talking to her friends and we're enjoying. I even still do things like I have, you know, everyone's mom has that box of cards, the greeting cards, you know, they say, we, stop, 
three dollars. Yeah. You know, no, that's what they say that they're ready to send out. Oh yeah, yeah, those two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My mom would buy you the best card possible for fifty cents at the Dollar Tree, but every now and then she'd get a box of twenty cards, and I still have them someplace. Every now I'd find them, so I would write to people on her card. On the back, I'd say from the Dolores collection. I just absolutely love you. Like well, these are things that mean so, you know what I mean? It just means so much. And it's a piece of her that continues to live on. And I, that's I like, I talk about my mom every single day. Like you would swear that she was, I just saw her. And I feel like that's important mm -hmm. because I want my children, even though they were able to experience their grandmother, I want them to understand what she meant to me and the impact that she's had on my life. And I hope that I'll do the same with them for their children and, you know, so on. You, you want to keep those traditions and that spirit of, you know, your, your mom alive. And I get, I get it. And I just love how you honor her. That's beautiful. Well, it sounds like you had a great one with your mom, too. I'll give you one of my secrets you could pass on to your kids. Certainly. Do you have any of your mother's clothing still? I do. Actually, I wore one of her sweaters the other day. Well, I did this um, with probably the first Christmas after my mother passed away. Yes. I had some of her favorite shirts and had them made into throw pillows. And then I gave them to my siblings and one to each of my dearest friends to keep a little part of my mother. Okay. So, now if we talk that. anymore, I'm going to cry on your show. I already feel welling up. So, but definitely. But well, I have like a love seat at home, and there's, you know, because I, of course, got to keep my favorites. So I had like, you know, all these shirts of my mother's are just these beautiful throw pillows, purple and pink, some with little beads on it. And I love that because that's what I miss the most are her hugs. So I would, I love that idea. I'm going to put that into action. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Too. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Copyright 10%. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, I, it's, you know, we're learning to not pivot. I mean, shift. So right. about that, you know, we can say our mama's told us. There you go. Well, I, I know that, you know, I could go on talking to you forever. You absolutely know this. I enjoy being around you. Let me just ask you this. What is it something that you would like to impart, not only to my listeners, but just people in general about the arts? Give films a chance that may not have a national distribution. Go to film festivals, whether they're gay or silent or Asian or black or international, when they come to your town. Because sometimes that may be the last time you'll ever see that movie and it may be a great one. So and follow me on social media, real cap. Well, let's just go, go ahead, because I want people to understand how they need to get in touch with you, because I'm telling you. But before we do that, I have to ask you this. So. Can I ask one more thing, too? Go ahead. Go, go, go. And for theater, I, you know, I love theater. That's how we go. Don't always wait for it to go to Broadway. A lot of regional theaters, pre-Broadway shows, sometimes they just don't have a theater to go to New York, so they were still great, but they don't go anywhere. And sometimes you do go and they weren't good enough to go. But I have seen so much great theater that never went to Broadway. I love theater in Palm Springs, San Diego, Portland. In fact, Portland one time. Oh, this is so fun. And then I'm sorry. No, oh, you're good. This is, this is about you. I want to know more, so please. No, no, but this is why, this, these are reasons I love theater. 
one time in Portland, I went to see the boys in the band, which recently went on to Broadway again. Now it's going to be a movie, by the way. So look with the same revival Broadway cast. Okay. I went to the small theater company. What they did is instead of at the theater, they rented a house because this all takes place at someone's apartment at a party. Okay. So it was a really big living room on the outskirts of all the theater were the, just the chairs for the audience. So they're acting in the living room right in front of your face. So, I mean, you could have tripped the actors or sneezed and ruined the show, but that to me was really a great theater experience and that would never be on Broadway. No, you would never get that in that, just that intimate connection that you can have with the actors and the characters that they're playing. So I love that. That is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I'm telling you, if you hang around, Kevin, you are going to get indoctrinated to so many fantastic things and you're going to have a wonderful experience. And I have to say, whenever I leave from you, my cheekbones are hurting because they have been activated the whole time we were together. You already know how that goes. <laughs> well, I want to say, if you want to get in contact with Kevin, you definitely can get him at Twitter at Real Kevin, and that's R-E-E-L-K-E-B. Instagram is at Real Kevo, R-E-E-L-K-E-V-O. And obviously on uh, YouTube, let me tell you, he is phenomenal. You will learn so much, but you'll have a great time while you're doing it. So I, I'm just so thrilled to have had you today on the show and um, sharing so much with us, not only about what you do in your day job, but also all the great things that you do outside of there. And it's um, interesting when you see someone who is phenomenal in what they do in their day job, and then you see all these other wonderful things that they do, and you recognize that that core of who you are is just being your true authentic self, and you live unapologetically, and I love that about you. Oh, thank you. And you're doing great in all your jobs, too. And as I said before on camera, you look so amazing today. It's like, you. wow. Well, I knew I had to spruce it up a little bit with you coming on this show. You know, I, oh, had, to, wow. I had to make sure I was representing correctly. Okay, well, you, you did it. Thank you very much. Is there anybody that you want to give a special accolade to or, a, or more than one person? Oh, my God. Oh my, I feel like I just won the Oscar. Okay. Um, I sh you know, I have a fake Oscar. If I knew you'd ask that, I would have brought it. Um, I love it. <laughs> I, just, I just appreciate all people that we have in our bubble, that, um, you know, we're taking care of each other and ourselves. And in the arts world, I would always keep in mind the name Alex. Oh, my God. I, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name now. Like, I follow him all the time. I guess I'm just nervous talking to you. But... Uh, I guess I'm just backpedaling now because I can't remember his name. Alex Timbers! He is one of, the most, he's one of the most creative people in the arts. So if you ever see that name, go see his show. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. One more shout out. I'm sorry. Oh, for sure. Um, no, I love it. One of my favorite, and this is totally um, alternative programming. Okay. There's this great drag place in San Francisco, SF Oasis, which are, they also have a YouTube channel where they show their shows. Well, the creator, the owner of that, Darcy Drollinger, she now has this great thing on her YouTube channel called Hot Trash. 
It's my favorite news source. You know, I told you I don't want to hear the news because it's so sad. She does it in drag. She makes it funny. And oh, it's still the it. true news. So you don't just hear about Corona stuff. You hear about Trumpisms, crazy mm -hmm. Karens, all these funny things that just make the news more entertaining to hear. It's called okay. Hot Trash. Hot Trash it is. And I guess what I'll be looking at today. <laughs> I Hot need it. Episode 12 came out today. I was... I was watching it while I was dressing for work and I'm like snort laughing in my bedroom. And my roommate's like, what's going on in there? <laughs> hot trash it is. I've, I'm putting hot trash on my um, my list of things to do and also a little martini oh. or perhaps a margarita. God, remember, um, I don't think we made it, but I, with the, um, what's it called? Something Below. It's in San Diego. Um, Martini, Martini's Below Fourth. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. We never oh, made it, but... Oh, but I, I met you there, and you didn't make it because you had a reason not to. Yes. But they have, like, I don't know why they're calling them martinis, but they have this coconut martini that I almost would drive there right now, go get a drink, and come on home because it's really good. All right. Well, that's definitely on our list of, our bucket list of things to do yeah. together. Very good. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I can't say enough wonderful things about you. I really I know you're like, really, you, you opened, you got me out of my shyness. Well, as if that was hard to do. <laughs> I love well, it. I was shy up until the 11th grade. Really? Well, you know, I where did this explosion of personality come from? Because I love it. Um, well, I know your show's over, but no, I took it's advanced, gonna go as long as we want to. Well, I took advanced speech three times because I was always, I mean, I'm sorry to say, but I was the fat faggot at school where people made fun of. And, um, and actually, I almost wish I could go speak at schools to tell kids that this, this will get beyond you, but I don't think the school would let me say I'm the fat faggot from school. <laughs> but anyway, I just took advanced speech three times. So I had to get used to talking in front of people because I knew there was more inside of me than just the person that people bullied and made fun of. And so by the time I was a senior, I joined every club. And from that point on, I just, people knew me. Awesome. Well, it's more than, I, okay, blossom's a good word, but because I had a personality that people liked, they looked beyond the fat and they looked beyond the faggot. And they looked to see that I'm a human being with feelings and something to offer. So um, you are absolutely, and I have to tell you, I don't see any of those things. I mean, I've been everything that I tell about you. I mean, I'll never forget the first day that I met you, and you walked in that room, and everybody it wasn't just me, everybody gravitated towards you just because oh. you have this infectious personality, you tell it like it is, but you do it in a mm -hmm. funny way, and you are that person that. You bring, you're like, okay, because we were all sitting around and you're like, okay, is someone going to eat? Because I'm hungry. Are you hungry? I'm like, thank God he said something. Yes, I'm hungry. Let's go. And you're just an absolute delight to be around. Oh, thank you. I'm telling you. So all those people that whatever they said way back when, I wish they, I hope that they see you now. Wait, I'm Interesting thing is when we get older, like those words, like sticks and stones, I mean, those, they mean nothing. They could call me that right now. And my favorite little tidbit, when I was in high school, we had 441 seniors. I was yearbook editor, so I knew, know these things. Yes. I 
probably say I was number 420 on the most attractive scale, but now I'm, number, I'm the top 10. That's right, baby. I mean, I'm, I'm 59 and three quarters. I still and, cannot believe that. Well, fat don't crack. And um, so, and that, this is my hair color. I got it from my grandmother's side. So when I look at those hot people from high school, I'm thinking, oh my God, I look better than them. So I'm now in the top 10. Um, the whole world isn't about looks, but it's internally I feel I'm in the top 10 finally. Well, I, I would have to agree with you with that. And, you know, I always say this, if you can't sell yourself, you can't expect for anybody else to sell you, you know, on those wonderful points. So I agree. That's very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. Well, I thank you, my friend, for being here and sharing of yourself and all the things that you do. And I just can just say, continue to be, bring light to all of us because that's what you do. And um, I'm just, I'm thankful that I know you and I'm thankful to call you a friend. Oh, Cheryl, I mean you that. are so sweet and the feeling is mutual. And I felt like we bonded the second we met. Absolutely. And it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going. Absolutely. But with that being said, I always leave my listeners with this, you know, be good to each other, but more importantly, be good to yourself. You take care and thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for joining All About the Experiences. Be sure to tune in weekly. Please subscribe, like, and provide feedback. Additional information can be found via the website at allaboutthexperiences.com and follow on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and YouTube by name, All About the Experiences. Remember, the only limits that exist are the ones in your mind.